led to get up and go help a brother out, see? Go on back there and help a brother out. Hey, that's a blessing to have a lot of kids in here, yeah? Yeah. All right, let's go. Leviticus 431. This is kind of a recap here. He shall remove all its fat as fat uh, is removed from the sacrifice of the peace offering, and the priest shall burn it on the altar for a sweet aroma to the Lord. So the priest shall make atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. This, in Leviticus 4, is talking about the sin offering. It's just a quick recap. Sin offering is, is effective. When is your forgiveness effected? Like, when does it take place? When are you forgiven, according to the old way to do it? When your sacrifice is offered. That's when you are forgiven. That's, the, that's when you're forgiven. When your sacrifice is offered, you are forgiven. See it right there? So the priest shall make atonement for him. That atonement means it, you're forgiven. You've been paid for, right? And it shall be forgiven him. Here's the thing, man. Some people are still stuck back in that old way of doing it. Today, we're not there, church. We're in a whole new covenant today. What Jesus did was much better than that. Amen? Would you agree? So we can't keep saying stuff like, um, I'm forgiven. I know I'm forgiven, but I'm only forgiven up until my next sin. And that's not true. What Christ did on the cross, I mean, you guys know he's not coming back to die again. What he did was perfect. What he did satisfied God. We got to let it satisfy us. How do we let it satisfy us? Man, we got to know every single day. Every single day when we get in the Word, we got to know. We got to know that a shadow of a doubt that we're forgiven. We're forgiven. We might confess our sin because we feel guilty, but confessing our sin then is not what, is not what saved us. It was the one-time shedding of the blood of Christ that saved us. Amen? You're not forgiven based on your confession of sin every day. You're forgiven based on what Christ did for you. And when you accept that, you're forgiven forever. How do I know that? The Bible says that. We are forgiven. We're not trying to be forgiven. We are forgiven. And who's he offering that to? Everybody. There was no church back then. 
It wasn't just the church people that were forgiven. That's what's wrong. They need to know that we're just like them. The world. The world needs to know that, yeah, we're in church. We believe Christ has, has, has died for us. And I believe I still sin every day. But I, are you, anybody getting that on camera? Delete that. <laughs> Ask Kelly. I still sin every single day. I did yesterday when I stepped on something. And it wasn't a Lego. It was something else. It was like a little piece of something. I was like, what the? Right? We still sin. But let me tell you something. My forgiveness is not when I confess that sin. My, my forgiveness is when I confess Jesus. Because that's what the Bible says. Confess Jesus with your mouth. Believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Nowhere does it say confess your sin. Now, do I believe in confessing sin? Absolutely. But not to be saved. You can confess your sin if you feel guilty. Man, that makes, that sometimes it's good to confess. Amen? It's good to get it off your, off your chest, as they say. Uh, just say, Lord, I am sorry. I can't believe I did that. But I am so thankful that you still love me, that I'm still qualified. Amen? Amen. So, sin offering. What's the difference? Sin offering is what you are. Trespass offering is what you do. You understand that? I, I didn't know that growing up, man. I was like, they're both the same thing. No, sin offering, chapter 4. Christ died and he took care of your sinship and gave you sonship. Amen? That's who we are today. People say, hey, you're a sinner. No, I am saved. I'm a son of God. Amen? I can call him Abba. Do I still sin? Yes, but that's not who I am. My sin doesn't define me because my Savior already defined me. Amen. You didn't even flinch. Dang. Thank you, James. Thank you, man. There might be another one coming later. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Leviticus 5. Let's get into trespass offering. So trespass. If a person sins in hearing the utterance of an oath and is a witness, whether he has seen or known of the matter, if he does not tell it, he bears guilt. You bear guilt. How many of you guys know that your daily sins bring guilt? Don't they? If they don't, you got bigger issues. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> or, or, or if a person touches any unclean thing, whether it is uh, the carcass of an unclean beast or the carcass of an unclean livestock. How many of you guys prepare chicken? Yeah, do you sanitize it? Hey, when you cut fish, do you sanitize the fish before you cut it? That'd be gross, wouldn't it? So, listen, this is not for us today. This is old covenant. If you, if you do an unclean beast or, or carcass of the unclean livestock, if you clean it, right? Or the carcass of a, any unclean, creepy thing. Now you can't pick up a dead spider. How many of you guys know spiders will make somebody cuss if they jump on you? Right, I'm no different than y'all. <laughs> well, I'll ask for forgiveness later, but I'm going to make sure that creepy thing is a carcass. <laughs> you know those little tiny ones that jump? The little tiny, tiny ones, though. They're, they're little speck. They're like a fly. And one jumped on my neck yesterday at the pool. And I'm like, I thought it was the string coming off my 
my Maui hat thing. And I just kept doing this. And it kept doing. And then I went. And I saw it. Even though it was the size of a fly, I let it fly. And I don't like spiders. Anybody else with me or y'all think I'm just a pudding? Why did only the girls raise their hand, man? Look, guys, y'all lying. All right. Uh, and he is unaware of it. He also shall be unclean and guilty. There it is again, guilty. Or if he touches human uncleanness. <laughs> they had diapers back in the day. Whatever uncleanness with which a man may be defiled and he is unaware of it. You don't even have to be aware of it. What if you're unaware of it? Have anybody ever said, man, God's going to make you answer for all your prayers. One day you're going to get to heaven. you got to confess them all because there could be one that keeps you from getting in. Right? And you get up there and you go, that one? That one? That was like back in fourth grade, Lord. I didn't even remember that. How are you going to hold that against me? It was her fault. Right? And, and, you, and you forget one. Right? You think that's the way the Lord wants you to live your life? Always trying to remember if you forgot one? No, that's not for us, church. That's why he died once and for all. Amen? So, uh, unaware of it, when he realizes it, then he, he shall be guilty. Uh, or if a person swears, speaking thoughtlessly with his lips to do evil or to do good. Every single one of you just got condemned by that. Amen? Anybody swear? Only the visitors wave their hand. Look at that. that let, let me just assure you that everybody else in this church does too. <laughs> They're like, I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> I'm just joking. All right. At least you're honest. Amen. Um, I didn't raise my hand either because I'm close to Jesus. If a person swears, speaking thoughtlessly with his lips uh, to do good, whatever it is that a man may pronounce by an oath and he is unaware of it, when he realizes it, then he shall be guilty in any of these matters. And it shall be when he is guilty in any of these matters that he shall confess confess that he has sinned in that thing this is where people still want to take us back there they'll tell you man you are forgiven until your next sin then you got to confess it but see your, your your forgiveness is not based on your confession to sin it's based on what confessing jesus this is don't let people take you back to this old covenant otherwise they should be sacrificing every day still we don't do that because we have a sacrifice. His name is Jesus. All right. And he shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord for his sin, which he has committed a female from the flock, a lamb or a kid of the goats as a sin offering. So the priest shall make atonement for him concerning his sin. Now, this sin is not who you are. This sin is what you do. That's the difference. Are you with me? Chapter four, the sin offering was who you are like God, God. Uh, Jesus Christ became sin, even though he didn't know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Our judgment at that point was put on Jesus. He took our place. So our standing before God is not as a sinner, but as righteousness because of what Christ did for us. Are you with me, church? That's who you are in Christ. In Christ, you are righteous. You're like, I don't feel righteous. Well, that's why God knew you needed a trespass offering because of the stuff we do. So, um, I put this in here, John 13, 10, because Jesus said to Peter, he said this to Peter, remember the foot washing thing? 
He, he said, he, Peter was like, hey, not just, not just my feet, but my head to my feet, right? After this, he said, Lord, you ain't going to wash my feet. You're, you're Lord. And Jesus said, man, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me, right? And he said, Jesus told him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely, say completely, completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. And he was talking about Judas there. So he who is bathed only needs to wash his feet. Right? Because he's clean already. Why we got to wash our feet? Think about the times of Jesus. They wore what? Sandals. Whenever they go into somebody's house, that's the first thing they would do is wash their feet. Right? It's defiled. The feet is defiled uh, with dirt and dust. You remember in Genesis, God told Satan what his diet would be. She just said it. I knew she would. My wife said it started with an apple. It's going to end with the apple. <laughs> you were wrong. It's going to end with Surrey. Surrey's going to make this big announcement. He's back. He's back. He's back. You ain't going to need an Apple Watch to tell you that. <laughs> that would be hard. All right, so, so, so Peter was clean, but he just needed to wash his feet. See, it wasn't that he wasn't forgiven. He just needed to wash his feet. Washing your feet is trespass offering. Your sin offering was a one-time deal, but the trespass offering is daily. We need to be reminded daily, not by the blood, but by the water of the washing of the word. Amen. You hear me, church? Sin offering the blood sacrifice once and for all, the Bible says. I believe I have that next. Yep. This is Hebrews 10. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifice, which can never, never take away sins. All those sacrifices that we're reading in Leviticus can never take away sin. Never. Only what Jesus did can. But this man, love that. Come on, man. Just but this man, you could do anything just by saying those three words. If you're like, how do I witness people? Say, just start by saying, but this man. And they'll be like, who? Jesus. And then man, you just, all this stuff keeps going. I love but this man, man. The world needs to hear but this man. They need to hear it. They don't need to hear how bad they are. They need to hear how good he is. Amen? All right, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever church do you know what ever means forever 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 ever forever ever do y'all know what that means it, listen to, in greek do you know what it means that's the most important thing forever one two three four y'all know that song forever did i sound close i did grace i need more of you in my life girl I need somebody to walk behind me tell me how awesome I am. You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't need that? All right. So, so one sacrifice for sins forever set down at the right hand of God. Why did Jesus sit down? Because it was done. See how the priests stand? Their work was never done. But when Christ did it, he sat down. Not because he was tired. Because it was done. Sitting down is a position of rest. Standing up. Working, 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 working. 
Some people are still caught up in that. They will work their butts off at a church because they carry guilt and shame with them, and they're trying to pay for it. And man, Christ is like, I already did. Sit down. Rest. How many of you can attest to the fact that when you came to this church, I told you, I told you, just rest. Raise your hands if you can say, just rest. You know why? Because you don't need to come over here trying to figure out where you need to be. You will never know unless you rest first. Rest. Don't be just making decisions. Like, it's easy for me to stand up here and say that, but then I just thought, man, I made some hasty decisions in my life. Amen. One of them's name was, oh, never mind, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else did that? Back to Leviticus. Look at verse 7. If God is so gracious that if you can't bring a goat or a kid, or a lamb, look what he says to do. If, if, if he is not able to bring a lamb, God, is, God loves everybody, church. If he's not rich enough to bring a lamb, look, he can, if he can't bring a lamb, then he shall bring to the Lord for his trespass, which he has committed, two turtle doves. If you can't bring two turtle doves, bring a partridge in a pear tree. I'm sorry. <laughs> I always think of that, man. Two turtle Anyway. Right, two turtle doves, man. There's also a beautiful picture about the two turtle doves. Well, you kill one. You kill both of them. But you kill one, and you, and you put the blood uh, around the altar, and, and then you burn it, and then you kill the other one. Or you don't kill the other one. You just dip the other one in the blood and let it fly away. And that is a beautiful picture of the resurrection of Jesus. So the death, one represents the death of Jesus. The other one represents Jesus coming back alive, right? Isn't that beautiful, man? By the blood. Beautiful. Love the way the word is. All right. So anyway, I want you to see if you can't bring two turtle doves, two pigeons, then verse 11 says, but if he is not able to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, then he who sinned shall bring for his offering one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour as a sin offering, a handful of flour. It can't have oil. It can't have frankincense. It's just a handful of flour. Is that me? handful of flour. So isn't that beautiful how God just loves people and he gives everybody the opportunity? It doesn't matter what you've done. Just bring something. Just bring something that represents my son. Amen. He's not for rich. He's not for poor. He's for people. And if you can't bring something, just bring something that, 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 that recognizes my son. That's all he's asking. I love that about the Lord. Most people skip over that part, man. They're like, why all these different animals and stuff? Because God loves people. Amen? That was a great spot for an amen. Let's give it another try. God loves people. Y'all go ahead and participate. I'm going to start calling on people. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just joking. They're like, I gotta go to the bathroom. The bathroom's that way. They'll be out in the parking lot. <laughs> Call me later. All right. Uh, so, two different types here. I want to show you two different types of the trespass offering. One is to God. All right. All sin is is the trespass offering is to God, but there's also another one that's to somebody else. I'm gonna show you the difference. All right. Leviticus 5, verse 14. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, If a person commits a trespass and sins unintentionally in regard to the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring to the Lord as his trespass offering a ram without blemish from the flocks, which you, which with your valuation, that's what Paul was talking about order, uh, earlier, in shekels of silver 
according to the shekel of the sanctuary as a trespass offering. So this one is, if, you, if you've done something wrong against God, who's in that boat? Yeah, if you don't know, there's three mirrors, one in each bathroom, if you want to take time to go look at it. All right, there's one in your car, there's mirrors everywhere. Some in your purses. If you're a man, you have a purse, we need to talk after church. <laughs> I want to know where you got it from. No, I'm just telling you. All right. All right. Are you hearing me? I love people. God loves people. I have what they call, what I like to call a merce. It's my way of justifying why I do it. But it is very useful. And if anybody needs one, I can tell you where I got it. Anybody go to Disney? You gotta have a fanny pack. Y'all laughing, but I'm serious. Try going there without one. You're gonna wish you had one. You gotta get over that. that you gotta, listen, you gotta get over that what the world thinks. Do your own thing. Wear a fanny pack. I used to not, I used to make fun of them, but then I saw how useful they were. I'm like, why haven't I been doing this, man? It's what you wear with the fanny pack that might cause some issues. You got to figure that out. How in the world did we get there? Let's go back. All right. Uh, next verse. Oh, and he shall make restitution for the harm that he has done in regard to the holy thing. Restitution. The, 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 the sinner has to make restitution to God because he did something to God, right? He sinned against God. Uh, and, 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 oh, this is beautiful, right? and shall add one-fifth to it and give it to the priest. So it's not just a full repayment. A full repayment would be what, church? 100%. But you got to add one-fifth to it. What's that? 20%. So 120%, you got to add to it in order to be forgiven. See? Uh, one-fifth to it. So the priest so, so the priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering, and it shall be forgiven him. See? You... God becomes a gainer. God becomes a gainer because you lost 100, but you got to give 20% back. Why is that? Why would God say that, man? Because you got to think in terms of Jesus. That sacrifice is a shadow of what Jesus would do for us, right? That sacrifice, what this sacrifice is saying is what Jesus did for sins, for our, the sins that we do, he restored back to God 120%. He gave God more. God became a gainer of, because of what Christ did on our behalf. Amen? So anybody sin against God? How many of you guys know Jesus is an overpayment? Overpayment. He didn't just 100%. He is much more. Amen? That's what he did. So if you go to the next one, it's found in Leviticus 6, 1 through 7. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, If a person sins and commits a trespass against the Lord by lying to his neighbor... This is how we sin against our fellow man, okay? Our fellow man. Yes, it's sin to God, but there's a distinction here. He says neighbor, right? If you, if you sin against your neighbor, anybody ever talk about somebody? Anybody ever judge somebody? Maybe for the way they sin, maybe for their way of life, maybe for their political view. People judge all the time, right? Are you to be judging? Do you want to be judged? Yeah, man, I don't even want to do that because then I feel like the per I'm like, Lord, please speak to me. Give me wisdom. Amen. Because I don't even want to be that. We got to get to a point where we 
love people like Jesus did. Amen. All people. You know who Jesus hang out with? Sinners. You know who didn't like it? Religious people. Look at that man. He's hanging out with sinners. You get accused of that today. How can you go hang out with those people? How can you not go hang out with those people? That's what Christ would do. Amen. That's why I love this church. Man, this church is full of sinners. But you know, you know why? We yes, we recognize that we're sinners, but we know how much we're loved. We know how much we're qualified in spite of our sin. The world needs to know that. A few other churches need to know that too. All right, so commits a sin against his neighbor, lying to his neighbor about what was delivered to him for safekeeping or about uh, a pledge or about a robbery or if he has extorted from his neighbor or if he has found what was lost and lies concerning it. How many of you guys get an Amazon box that's not yours? You're like, that's interesting. Do you give it back? Some of you are like, do I have to answer that? <laughs> no, but seriously, does the thought go through your head? <laughs> Mine neither. <laughs> or if he has found what was lost and lies concerning it. I don't know where that box went. And swears falsely in any other of these things that a man may do in which he sins, then it shall be because he has sinned and is guilty, guilty, that he shall restore what he has stolen or the thing which he has extorted or what was delivered to him for safekeeping or the lost thing which he found or all that about which he has sworn falsely, he shall restore its full value, 100%. Add one-fifth more to it and give it to whomever it belongs on the day of his trespass offering. That is unbelievable. Now, has anyone ever sinned against you? Yeah. So what does that mean? That means now Christ took the place of that person and has restored back to you 120%. How many of you guys know something? When you lose something on this earth, God will restore it 120%. God's got something better for you. Amen? Ask Kelly. She had a lot of boyfriends before this one. I'm her 120%. That's how I came in there looking at it. What's up, girl? How you doing? That camera had an upward angle. Did you you got to make sure you edit the. <laughs> She's not in here, is she? Boom. And it shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord. He shall bring and a ram without blemish from the flock with your valuation. Only, only Moses could do this valuation. And for us today, only God can do that valuation. Only God knows how much Jesus is worth. We will never know it. We might think we know it. We'll never know what it costs God to send his son. Amen? Amen. So God's valuation of Jesus is awesome. Awesome. And so, so, uh, with this, your valuation as a trespass offering to the priest. So the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord and he shall be forgiven. He shall be forgiven for any one of the things that he may have done which he trespasses. Anything. It, it, listen, do you think God values Jesus? Here, Jesus is our trespass offering. 
God has given his valuation of Jesus. He's not just 100%. He's 120%. He is much more. Amen? That's what he is. He's always that way. He's described that way in scripture. Much more. The God of much more. How much more will Jesus? Amen? So, so what God lost with Adam when Adam sinned, he gained when Christ went to the cross and died and conquered it. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look at Romans 5 real quick. Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world. Who was that? Adam. And death through sin. And, and, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Because of what Adam did, right? For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Don't you dare skip over that. Sin is not imputed when there's no law. So what does it mean when the Bible says Christ is the end of the law for righteousness? That means sin is no longer imputed to us because we're not under law, but we're under grace. All right. Um, nevertheless, did we do that? Nevertheless, yeah. nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who is to come. Adam is a type. He's a shadow of the real thing, right? Kelly goes on a trip. She's got a picture of me, but it ain't the real thing. I mean, it looks good, but she knows the real thing's at home. Boom. All right. Uh, but the free gift, it's a free gift. Church, Jesus was a free gift, but it was not cheap. He was not cheap. He's free, but it wasn't cheap. It cost God his son. Amen. Uh, free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more. Say it, church. Much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, Adam. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift, which came from many offenses, resulted in justification. In, in fact, right now in Christ, you stand before a holy God completely justified. Because it's not about you, it's about your sacrifice. If you choose him with your mouth to represent you, he's perfect. He covers all your sin, past, present, future, the ones you forgot about. Amen? For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more, say it church, much more, those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. I mean, this is like a beauty. If you get time to go back and meditate on this stuff, it's unbelievable. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Adam made us all sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Where sin increased, grace super increased. You can't out-sin God's grace for you. You can't out-sin God's love for you. One sin does not stop what Christ did on the cross. 
so that's, that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through the righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you guys get the picture that Christ is much more? Beautiful. All right. John 10, 10 says the thief does not come to except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said this, I have come that they might have life, not just life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Christ didn't come just to give you life. He came to give you much more. You might think life is 100%. He said, I got much more. Life is 120%. This is all about the trespass offering. Because when you sin, you don't feel like you deserve it. That's why it's called grace. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. It's a free gift. You can't do anything to earn it. I promise you. And when you try to start paying for your sin, you try to start working it off. Man, God isn't about that because you're neglecting Jesus and what he did on the cross. All right, recap. Recap. Last thing, burnt offering. Jesus glorified God with his perfection. That's what that burnt offering was all about. Jesus, the, 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 the perfection of Jesus while he was on earth. And it glorified God. It was a sweet aroma to him. Amen? I want to show you something I found that it reminded me of the burnt offering found in 1 Kings 18. Then we'll be done, okay? Therefore, let them give us two bulls. You guys remember this story? I love this story, man. I love it because I like to see... I like the picture how Elijah would have mocked those guys, man. Like he was talking smack to them. Therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces, <coughs> and lay it in on the wood. But put no fire under it. I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Let's do this, right? Um, <clears throat> now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourself and prepare it first. For you are many and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bull which was given them. You guys remember the burnt sacrifice was a bull, right? <clears throat> and, uh, and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal. From morning until evening, or even until noon, saying, O Baal, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice. No one answered. Then they leaped about the altar which they had made. Now, morning here, if you read a commentary, it's 9 o'clock in the morning until noon. Do you guys remember what happened to Jesus between 9 o'clock and noon? He was what? He was hanging on a cross. He was a sacrifice, a burnt offering, hanging on a cross, right? From 9 till noon. <clears throat> Keep that in mind. And when midday, midday, noon had passed, uh, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. You guys remember the evening sacrifice was at 3 o'clock. What happened at 3 o'clock when Jesus was on the cross? He cried out, it is finished. Okay, this is a picture, a shadow of what Christ did. Um... But there were, oh, they cried out. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to the people, come near to me. He's like, all right, enough of that. Come here. Come here. Come here. So all the people came near to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Okay? And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two Cease of seed. Uh, and he put the wood in order, 
cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood and said, fill four water pots with water and pour it in the burnt sacrifice on the wood. Like he wanted to make it the most impossible it could be, right? That's what he's doing. And then, the, then he said, do it a second time. Then he said, do it a third time. And he said, oh, you do it a third time. And then, and then they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar and he also filled the trench with water. He's like, man, I want them to know who God is. Amen. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, three o'clock, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. He wasn't doing it for show. He wanted the people's hearts to be turned back to him. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice. Didn't just consume the burnt sacrifice. And the wood. And the stone. And the dust. And it licked up the water that was in the trench. <laughs> now, 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 now the people are not dumb. Now, now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their face and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. That's unbelievable. Now here, I want you to see. <clears throat> the bull was a sacrifice. The judgment was the fire that came down. Under this old covenant, the, the judgment consumed the sacrifice. The judgment was greater than the sacrifice. But this is a shadow of the good things to come. Amen? You look at this verse, John 19, 30. So when Jesus, at 3 o'clock, had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished, and bowing his head like a king. He bowed his head. Bowing his head like a king. He, he gave up his spirit. Ain't nobody took it from him. He gave it up like a king. But three days later, <laughs> three three days later he rose now under the new covenant the sacrifice was greater than the judgment the sacrifice today for us is greater than the judgment what Jesus did was much more much more would you agree church he loves you he loves people he loves all people all people Say all people. Now, I ain't talking about your family. I ain't talking about your circle of friends. I ain't talking about your culture. He loves every single person. I ain't talking about black, white, red, brown, feel the vibration. I Listen, I'm talking about all people. I ain't not just straight people, gay people. He loves people, church. And they need to know that if Christ loves them, we got to love them. Right where they are. That's how people change. People are not going to change by you tweeting something, your idea, your thought. People change. The Bible says, it tells us clearly, you want people to repent, which means change their mind? You want them to do that? Tell them how good I am. It's the goodness of God that leads man to repent. We've been trying to do this the other way. It's the badness of men that will get them to repent. It's beating people up from the pulpit. You guys are horrible. The way you live your life. No wonder people are dying and going to hell. It's because of you. And we're out there going, amen. 
Amen. Amen. I'm an idiot. Amen. Every Sunday, man. You think that's what God wants you to hear? Because God wants you to know that you're qualified right where you are. They need to know that too. You need to go out there and tell them, hey, I sinned too, but I know someone who loves me anyway. I know someone who will be there for me anyway. I know someone who is always going to be there for me, who's not going to count my transgressions against me, who says I have a purpose today. You go out there and tell them that, that's how they change. How good God is. Amen? Is that it? Hebrews 10th way is it. So this is where we are today. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Oh, how much worse punishment do you suppose he, will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? How do you trample God underfoot, the Son of God? Yeah, you go back to the law. You're trying to say, hey, I can do this, God. Let me pay for it. I owe you. He's like, yeah, you do, but you'll never be able to pay for it. Just accept my free gift, right? Counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing. Because you're saying, man, what Jesus did was not enough for me, God. He died, but I still got sin. I still need to pay for it. Somebody's got to pay. We always think that, man, when something happens, somebody's got to pay. And we forget we trample the Son of God because we forget he did pay. He did pay. Right, uh, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace. That's unbelievable, man. So, man, when you carry around, check this out. There is therefore now, say now, no condemnation for you if you're in Christ Jesus. Right now, there's none. There's no condemnation for you. How do I know that? The Bible says so. And every time you carry around condemnation and guilt and shame in your life, you are trampling what Christ did on the cross. Because he took it all. And that, now, when you understand what he did for you and that you're completely forgiven 120%, doesn't that make you want to live for him? Doesn't that make you want to love him, have a relationship with him? That's what that is. It's all about forgiveness. How can we forgive somebody that's done us wrong? Well, we got to understand the way Christ did it for us. When someone did us wrong in the trespass offering, we had to, they had to repay 120%. So that's, that's what forgiveness is all about. We don't forgive people based on whether or not they can pay us back. We forgive people based on the fact that Christ forgave us. When we know that we're forgiven, we'll be able to forgive. The more you know you're forgiven, the more you can forgive other people. Hey, the more you know you're loved, the more you can love other people. Amen? So the focus should not be on you. It should be on Jesus, the one who represented you. Your trespass offer. Amen? You have an opportunity to give Jesus the glory and the honor and the worship right now just by standing up and giving him a hand. Like he was here. He is here. Let him know how much you appreciate him being your trespass offering. He is altogether lovely, church. Altogether beautiful. That's who he is. He's still the same today. Still the same day. You want to bring a trespass offering today? Be washed by the water of the word every morning. Every evening, tell yourself what God sees you, how God sees you. When you feel guilty and shameful, when you feel condemned, say, I thank you that there is no condemnation for me. I thank you that Jesus took my guilt and my shame. I'm free. If the Son set me free, I'm free indeed. Right now, today, I'm free. Don't let your guilt, your shame, condemnation from your past haunt you. Don't let it keep you from being what God wants you to be, what God has created you to be. 
Too many people are bound by guilt, shame, and condemnation of their past. You got to let it go. You got to give it to the Lord. Understand, He paid for it fully on the cross. Not just paid for it 100. He went above and beyond. He is much more. He is an overpayment for you, church. Walk in that. You got great purpose. Just because you got guilt and shame, don't let the enemy, don't let yourself define you that way. You're not defined by what you've done. You're not defined by what you do. You're defined by who did something for you, who went to the cross, who went to the cross for you, blessed you, forgave you, healed you, and is prospering you in all things. I'm about to lose my voice. We better stop. I just got to, I get so excited. How many of you guys used to go to parties when you were younger, man? And, the, and, and you get so excited, you just started dancing. And you couldn't dance. You just had to do something. That's how David was. He couldn't dance. He didn't even have clothes on, but he did something. <laughs> we're going to have a day we get to come in here in our boxers, Dennis. Just for worship. Y'all like, please let me know when that day is. I'm going to go visit my family members. That's a mercy. Amen. Hey, bow your heads with me, church. What a beautiful day, man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving people. Thank you for loving people right where they are. Thank you, Father, that we have an opportunity to take this message of your great love for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes will not die, but have everlasting life. Thank you for loving people. Thank you for being our trespass offering. Thank you for, for, for dying on the cross for my daily sins. Thank you that your one-time shedding of your blood completely covers me and, and takes away my sin. You say yourself, Lord of Hebrews, I will never remember your transgressions again. That's how much Jesus did for us. So, Father, we thank you. We celebrate it. We thank you that you don't look at us as sinners, but as righteous. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That we receive it today. Thank you for the people you have assembled here today with your purpose for them, your, your appointed time for them, Father, that they will be different when they walk out than when they came in, that they will walk out with life, being spoken over them, that they would take that life and change the world, that they would turn their hearts toward you. God, don't do it. Woo, don't do it for me. But do it for your glory. Let them know you. Let them see you are the true God who loves people. God, bless these people beyond measure so they would know that you love them, Father. Thank you for already have done so, doing so. And we thank you, Father, for the people that came in here that had prayer requests. Father, thank you that you are the answer to all those prayer requests. Their hope is found in Christ. They can have a confident expectation of good coming their way. We thank you for the wonderful stories of, of success and miracles that are happening here. And we thank you for Brad and Ashley being here today. She is a miracle. Thank you for sustaining that family, giving them hope in a dark time. Thank you for lifting them up, protecting them, giving doctors wisdom. Thank you for stumping them that they would have to ask. I can't or say I can't explain. Thank you for this church family. 
Yeah, bless us today in our common fellowship, as you always do. We love you, Lord. We thank you for loving us. Let the church say, Amen. Hey, you're dismissed.